1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. This month, January, is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and we want to make sure that we are informed about this issue and we can support those ministries that are helping those survivors of this. And so right now, we're going to speak with Enza Hagens-Dyer. She's the Executive Director of Love's Arm Outreach, and uh, we are spotlighting them again. And we just want to say welcome, Enza. Thank you so much for joining us on Mornings with Tom and Tabby. Are you kidding me? Good morning, and thank you so much for having me. Well, we are just excited to have you with us, and also we love the ministry that you have. But let's take a moment Mm -hmm. and just unpack Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Tell us about it and how we can maybe increase our understanding of this issue. Well, absolutely. Well, Human uh, Trafficking Awareness Month was started in 2010, and since um, it started, it has been uh, renewed every year by uh, every administration. It's a national holiday. It was started by Barack Obama, and every president since uh, that time has honored this every year. It's an opportunity to learn about human trafficking and all of its insidious forms. And for those of us who are believers to pray uh, about this issue, to pray for the victims, to pray for those working to address this and to stop uh, trafficking and to minister to those who are affected by it. Wow. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. How big of a problem is sex trafficking in our area? Well, you know, I get that question a lot. People often ask how many people are being trafficked or victims of what we call commercial sexual exploitation in this area. And so it's a difficult number to to count because it's a hidden crime. It's a crime that's in the shadows. So what we do is um, those of us who are involved will say it's a big problem because we have a lot of anecdotal data. We take uh, numbers from the National Trafficking Hotline, also known as Polaris, and they actually count the number of calls that they receive from certain areas. And we know that in recent years, Chattanooga has been identified as a major hub of trafficking by the National uh, Hotline, and that's based on the number of calls received. I believe Uh, A couple of years ago, they received over 500 calls, and um, and that was a yearly time. And so they look at 
Chattanooga as one of the major hubs of trafficking in the Southeast. And the other number we look at is for those of us who have street outreach ministries, we actually go into the streets. We keep uh, very meticulous numbers on the number of individuals that we encounter. And in 2022, which was just coming out of the pandemic, we had the highest number ever. We had over 800 encounters with trafficking uh, victims, and that was double prior years. Now, our numbers are just closing out for 2023, and they've gone down, but we still had over 500 encounters with women who were on the streets, motels, and the detention centers, the calls that we take in, and and so forth. So that's a pretty significant number. We say just one is too many, but uh, we know that during the pandemic there was an an uptick because of homelessness, which and there's a, a correlation between homelessness and trafficking and commercial sexual exploitation. And the numbers seem to be leveling leveling out a little bit, but they're still high. Mm. And yeah, we also know that the primary victims are, uh, well, they enter the age of trafficking at a very early age, and they're women and girls between the ages of 11 and 15. Mm. So the highest number of people who are uh, being trafficked, according to uh, many studies, are young people, children. About 80% are, are girls and women, and the other 20% um, are, are men. So, uh, you know, those to me are, are staggering numbers. Um, it, it's just, uh, I believe I read somewhere that trafficking was the, the fastest growing crime in the world, and especially in the United States. And joining us right now is Inza Hagens-Dyer. She's the executive director of Love's Arm Outreach because I think it's one of those insidious things that we know about, don't always talk about. It's human trafficking. And uh, we're learning more about this wonderful ministry. It is our ministry spotlight for January and some wonderful things that they are doing and you can maybe get involved in as well. Yeah, so Enzo, right now, tell us about the vision of Love's Arm and what are some of the arms of ministry? Absolutely. Well, Love's Arm was founded in 2005 by Mimi Nichol, who herself was a victim of uh, of trafficking and commercial sexual exploitation. I love to say that she took her misery and turned it into a ministry. And the purpose of Love's Arm is to provide love, advocacy, and support for primarily women survivors of trafficking, addiction, because addiction often goes with trafficking, and commercial sexual exploitation. And in case you're wondering, trafficking um, means that there is a third party involved, um, and uh, commercial sexual exploitation includes prostitution, which means that there is no third party involved, and um, that, um, or that a person is under the age of of 18. So, um, so, you know, that's pretty much, you know, how, you know, how that goes. And, um, and so basically, our programs are designed to provide holistic 
unconditional love to these trafficking victims. And we founded the organization, um, Love is Arm comes from the Bible verse, Isaiah 59.1, which says that the arms of the Lord are not too short to uh, save, nor his ear too dull to hear. And this was very important to our founder because often those who are involved in trafficking or prostitution feel judged, they feel alone, they feel that no one cares about it. And just think about about this. Um, I don't know about you. I grew up in a pretty conservative community, and the worst thing that a person could be called was a prostitute. Mm. And I could just hear it now. You know, the folks in the neighborhood going, oh, look at her. Why is she doing that? She's unclean and all these different things. Well, we have learned over the years that the question to ask is, What happened to you? Because we know that over 90%, and for those of us working in this field, it seems like more like 100%, have a common denominator, which is early instances of abuse, childhood abuse, sexual abuse, that usually occurs by someone familiar, someone in the home. Um, And it it crosses um, economic and socioeconomic barriers, uh, although we do know that those in quote-unquote marginalized community are more vulnerable. It can happen to anyone. Our our founder was the daughter of a very well-known physician and was uh, abused at an early age by a teenage boy uh, who was known to, to the family and the community. And this often leads to higher instances of um, substance abuse, mental health issues, poor decision-making, et cetera. And so when you have individuals who are overcoming all of those things, you know, they're not always seen as victims. They're victims. They're said, well, they're making a choice. Uh, They have, they shouldn't be doing this. Well, we have to ask what happened and what drove you to this. The choice is, you're right, everybody has a choice. I mean, how many times have we, you and I said, you know, I didn't have a choice in the matter, so I had no choice but to. And when you delve deeper into it, of course, there's always a choice. But what we find in the case of women involved in commercial sexual exploitation is that that choice can be very difficult. It's a choice between having your jaw broken uh, one more time, yet another time for failure to comply or starving or being out in the cold or uh, anything that could make that choice very difficult. And I often say, how many of us would make the choice to be passed around to different people for their pleasure up to 30 times a day? I don't know anyone in a consensual intimate relationship that would want to do that. So the choice is often difficult and often these individuals are behaving uh, based on the circumstances that they found themselves in that are absolutely no fault of their own. So our program comes with genuine, unconditional love. We don't judge. We, are, we don't allow anyone 
to use the word shame or to feel shamed. And we have two recovery homes that are nothing but um, what we try to do is have the love of Jesus. We welcome people into a Christ-centered community of grace. And we try to get them to see themselves as we see them through the eyes of Jesus with unconditional love. So our homes include a long-term recovery home that's cost-free, that provides therapeutic care and counseling and medical and dental care, vocational training to help uh, the women elevate themselves out of this cycle of poverty and violence. We were very blessed in August of 2023 to open our first acute care crisis home, a 30-day shelter for women who just need some respite, who need to get off of the the streets and get navigated to long-term recovery. And we also have street outreach where we go out five times a month and develop relationships with people on the streets. We provide food and hygiene bags, and in this weather, uh, warm blankets and clothing, uh, just navigation to services that people need. We have a detention center, Bible study, and we also have a strip club outreach um, where we go and develop relationships with women in, in the strip club. And of course, we have our uh, our hotline or our helpline where people call in, and if they need help, we can direct them to, to services. So these are some of the areas that we have. Um, we are a small, nonprofit, faith-based organization. Uh, as you heard, we served over 500 people last year. We only have six employees. <laughs> So wow. we rely on what I call, and, and, and even with that, only two are full-time. And so we rely on what we call our mighty army of volunteers and this community to help us. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you're hearing the voice of Inza Hagens-Dyer with Love's Arm Outreach. It is a beautiful ministry for a very needy area. It's an area that's in the shadows, but we're trying to bring it into the light. Mm, and uh, Inza, as we close, can you just briefly let us know of the events that are coming up that you want our listeners to know they can be a part of? Yes, absolutely. National Trafficking uh, Awareness Month is in full swing. And tomorrow at the Family Justice Center, there will be an event uh, from uh, 9 to 11. The public is invited where there has been a coalition with other anti-trafficking organizations, Little Bend Farms, Blazing Hope, Street Grace. Um, We are are all coming together along with her song to bring together uh, people from all sectors uh, of the anti-trafficking community, from law enforcement to churches, etc. So that's one thing we ask all churches and everybody to pray this week for the victims, for the survivors, for those of us working in this area. So those are some of the events. And of course, on February 2nd, there is the Are You Awake conference that's being sponsored by Willow Bend Farms. And it's going to be at the Brainerd BX. And I'll put all that, make sure all of that is on the calendar. Uh, This community has really risen to the occasion, just as we always do with their big, you know, the big heart of Chattanooga. And as always, um, you know, there's opportunities to go online 
at www.lovesaroutreach.org and see how you can get involved. Volunteering, donating, uh, just all sorts of things that we need.